Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. right in there and having a good sniff around the Monday Scrum. Welcome Scrummers, Adam Peacock here. Great to see James Graham as always on a Monday. Yeah, you? great to be I missed last week, a bit gutted. Mm. Uh, it was empty without you. Yeah, thanks mate. I, uh, I, I, I do feel like this is a, a home away from home. I do enjoy coming in um, to the Monday Scrum. It's you clinging onto the security blanket to not quite let go of the weekend but move on with life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And mm. uh, yeah, I had a great uh, W2F moment for last week. Can't um, wait. I hope, hope I, I, I'm going to confess, I didn't listen to the show. Uh, so I've, I'm going to go six again with it this week. I don't think anybody else would have used it. Okay. Okay. Brent Reed. How who's, are you, man? Yeah, good. You're, you're hard at work over there. You never stop, do you, Reedy? I do stop occasionally, yeah. You got some yarns. I stopped on Saturday. I've had to play football. Yeah, had a yellow go? card, actually, playing oh, over 44. Mm. Oh, it was a very late tackle. It was a bad tackle, to be fair. From behind? No, it was from the side. It was a bit late. Did you? Did you? Uh, and then the bloke. Did you lose? You, you lose your feet? Yeah. Oh, you went to ground. I went to ground. Yeah. Mate, that's blokes were blowing up. Going, you know, this is over forty-five. Mm. I said, ah, it's a rock. No course. slide tackles. So I apologise. Then, the then the whole team wanted. To, whole team wanted to kill me. It was good fun. What the other team? Yeah, your own team as well. No, they love me. Oh, I love okay. it when I lose. Oh, the hear but you can't. You. It's 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 really bad to lose your feet now and. In soccer, like yeah. no, that's no. a that's a big no no. Mm. Okay. Do you wear metal studs as well? No, well, they're banned now. Does anyone wear metal Seriously? studs anymore? They're banned. No right. one wears yeah. them anymore. Are they banned? Yeah, I remember wearing them you, as a kid. Even in FIFA, you're joking. No, I don't think anyone wears them. Yeah, Man, I'd be mm. like Bambi on ice. Like <laughs> I, I used to wear metal studs. You can have screw ins, but they can't be metal. I'm ninety nine percent sure. They can have metal tips though, like you know those Maybe? little tip ones. Maybe, mate. But the these world's days, gone mad. Have you seen the pictures of the Women's World Cup? You wouldn't want to wear metal studs on those. Mate, for, for me, me, metal studs all the way. Really? Mm. Metal studs all the way. Nothing worse than seeing some palooka slip. You just want to hear that. Does it get your set, does it, when you walk out on that concrete? Yeah, you, you just, hear that click. Yeah, that's when you know. Okay. And then you do that, you know, all right, we're just going to do a quick warm-up for 10. Go for 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine. And you hear that. That's what it's all about. But no, for me, I really dislike seeing players slip and mm. part of that is the correct it's part player. of professionalism it is isn't it isn't well, it oh i've got a sponsor they only give me the plastics well <laughs> where's your priorities we'll say by the way i know you were saying oh why did we need to be out of the the uh, stadiums for women's world cup no have you seen the pictures for the women's world cup have you seen the billiard tables that we're going to get yeah. for the finals in rugby league yeah they are beautiful they get ripped it's up be within worth a week it. who ripped up within a week yeah true fun. yeah true Hurting behemoths of rugby league yeah. back on them <laughs> as well, guys. We're going to talk. Thank you for bringing in at the top, ready about your troubles with the refs on the weekend. Oh, yeah. uh, the inconsistencies over the weekend, or were they consistencies? I don't know. We'll throw them all out there. So, different situations. You've got that strip from Gutho uh, that stopped St George Illawarra going twenty six ten up. I know you had a few words to say about it there at Bankwest or Combank the other day, uh, Jimmy. We've got the uh, the high shot. From Burgess, which ends in three to four. We've got the high shot from Luai, which ends in very little. And you've got two send-offs as well. High shots by Mo Fodawaker and Nathan Brown, which got send-offs. So can you see, let's go the high shots first. Can you see there being consistency across the board applied there or close to it from a variety of officials for what the rules are? I think we're very much reliant on the bunker. At the moment, I think live, um, a lot of these aren't being called live. Look, 
Nobody wants to see high shots happen. Nobody wants to see players go down with severe concussions like Charles Nickel Cluxter did the other day. But um, I, I do feel as though some players are playing into the hands of the bunker slash the referee. So um, it's a difficult one for the officials to get right all the time. Specifically on high shots, we've got a couple of other incidences to, to talk about. And mm. it's such a fine line. I think... Um, Really, what the, the NRL are saying now, and there's, there's some of those um, those tackles where it's like, well, hang on, is that is that bicep that's made the the contact? It's not direct shoulder, it's not direct force, but they I think the NRL are basically trying to say any contact to the head mm. deemed no whether matter it what part of your body, up, yeah, whether you, you the initial contact is at the shoulder level or the body level, a legal level. And then goes up and makes contact with the neck or head. Well, you, you're responsible. So there was even a moment where Mitchell Moses and it was the uh, the whiplash effect. Mm. We, I, th- I think what they're trying to say is you've got to factor that in. I hate the word consistency. It's mm. ridiculous. unachievable, unachievable in our game. I hate it when people go, "Can we find consistency?" No, you won't ever find consistency because different people have different opinions of different actions in the game and you'll get two referees and they might look at the same incident and they'll look at it differently. That's well, life. That's people. That, that, That's that, human nature, Jimmy. I agree with you. Thank you. I, I, I agree with you. That said, what have we got a bunker for? So it should yeah, be. But you have different people in the bunker. Yeah, but the, same, the same person in the bunker yeah, the, every the, day. The same directives, the same rules. It can't be that hard to make the but decision. But people still interpret but it differently, it, see it, it differently. I, okay, I, let's I, take an example. Let's talk about um, what did you uh, what did you think of the Burgess one? Did you think that was? And and the other issue is that look, actually while I'm on here's that, what, here's what you got to look at with the Burgess one. Yeah. Did it make contact with the? Head? Did he make contact? Did you with think the it head? was worse than the Fotowaka one? Uh, no, I don't. What well, see? I don't either. Well, the Actually, Nathan no, Brown one. No, we do one. agree on that. Okay, it's consistency. Yeah, you're <laughs> so, Nathan no, Brown no, one. So, so, so here's here's one, here's yeah. the thing when we talk about consistency, yeah. right? I understand it's incredibly difficult to achieve, but you've got the same directives. We've got a bunker. We've got the the same you know analytics that we can look at it for. And like I say, unfortunately, um, players are using and abusing that system. You want consistency? I agree. You're not going to get it all the time. But let's look at that that game on Friday night between the Warriors and the Gold Coast Titans. So you have an incident there between David Vafita and Nia Corey. Mm. Slap, slap. Mm. One gets 10, the other one well, doesn't. Well, neither should have got anything. That well, neither, neither shouldn't soft. have got anything. Okay, that was, That's being cons- that, that was soft. But, yeah, but well, I guarantee you get a different person in the bunker that night, and they probably don't give anyone, well, anyone anything. Well, but if we can't, it's difficult to get consistency in a year of football in a round of football because of all these variables mm. that we've spoken about, but in the same incident, surely, surely we can get consistency you're saying, there. You're saying they either both go or no one goes. Exactly. Mm. And, and even in that game, you look at those three incidences, you've got um, Randall, who was on report, uh, near Corey sent for 10 in the bin, and Mo Fodawaker, who was sent off. It's a li- If you look at those three incidences, it's a bit like that old game, um, marry, kill, you know? <laughs> but don't you think... No, no, but but with, with those three incidences, yeah. what do you do? You've got... I'm not going to call any 10, of them. Randall report, Fodawaker <laughs> off. Like, you know, you've you got to pick each one. Fodawaker, because of the repercussions of yeah, what happened, yeah. that was... Randall should have got sent for 10. I saw the Fodawaker one, and my instant reaction was, 
he's got to go. I thought it was really brutal. They, but, and, but I know they are what the, the bunker, no doubt, are wait, waiting to see what happens with the affected player. Of course, but then you know you you look at the the Brown incident, for mm. example, and that seemed I, it was contact to the head. It was direct, forceful, but you know I don't think that was. I don't think that's as bad as the Valentine Home incidents over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And he same. wasn't sent off, and I think Nathan Brown paid the price for reputation. It's the same thing, though, Jimmy. That's that, sh- that you know. When you look at that and you compare that to say um, the Burgess one, well, no, the Burgess, not really the Burgess one. Maybe the Fodawaka one. That's the one where Brown paid the price more because he, I think, because he shot out the line rather than the yeah. contact. The fact he shot out the line and then got loose with if he, if he hadn't shot out the line, the contact was just loose. I don't think he would have been sent off. Jim- but because he shot out the line, now they're trying but, to stop. But when you yeah. shoot out the line, you are losing control yes. and the force is greater. Because yep. of the speed that you're yeah, travelling and the, yeah, the, yeah. the the possibility of getting that wrong, like the risk incurred there is greater. So what, as a um, a governing body that's trying to reduce that, you would just police that immediately based off the actions of the player, not necessarily the consequences. Yeah. With um with those three, like they were similar in the sense that they had so much time to weigh up their exact target or, or line up their exact target on the, the player running towards them and, you know, Brown ran towards and and Burgess ran towards a little, a lot of bit. Why not? Are they? Why, James? You can explain to us why are they not aiming for the Trevor Gilmeister area, like just above because the hips? The, the, re- the reason that happens is is because okay, we're going to talk about um, protection of the ball carrier. Mm. If you talk about the protection of the tackler, you, you're just you're opening yourself up to be on the receiving end of a, a, a head blow. But you, and significantly, significantly more risky. So as soon as as soon as you dip, yeah. you lose your line of vision. Yeah, yeah, you go blind. And yeah. you are more likely to be on. So you're not you're not going to self sabotage. Your, yeah, I, I get if that makes you're, sense. You're sacrificing yourself and you're taking yourself into the danger area. But you, I remember you a few weeks ago, a few months ago here, say that the person who got you with the best shot ever was Steve Menzies with one yep. of those tackles where he just took the air from your legs. So air from your lungs. I, I just wonder where that has gone. Why had it has gone? Cause too well, many because too many people it, are trying it, it and I, getting knocked I think, out. I think people um, that execute those tackles uh, as, as brilliantly as they do. I'm thinking like a Jake Taborovic style tackle as well. Mm-hmm. He's the, the, the example for the modern day um, watcher of football. He, he would never execute one of those tackles when shooting out of the line. Yep. So if you look at people that shoot out of the line, it's to sort of usually try and change momentum, um, come up with a big play. And Adrian Moore stuff. And that, that comes mm. at a, a high level of, of, of risk. But that Gilmeister, that Jake Taborovic-style tackle underneath the ball, it's usually when the player is set yep. and the attacker is coming towards them. You engage the you, you don't engage the contact the opposition engaged the contact. How many years would it have taken Adrian Morley to play 100 oh. games these days? <laughs> Very long time. <laughs> I was there at that great test match. In, I think oh, it was the one in 15 seconds. Yeah, 12 seconds. Robbie Robbie Kearns. Kearns. Yeah, I was there on the King. Was when on was the that? What year was that? It was mid-2002. 2002. 2002 or 2003. It would have been. Yeah, two, two, two uh, let's just row, say yeah. early 2000. You're the interest, yeah. You know an interesting thing about that that incident in yeah. particular? Obviously, Adrian Morley, talk about reputation. Um, you know, you were you there you get, as a young tackle? Uh, I wasn't at that game. No, I wasn't at that game. But um, you look, Robbie Kens goes down after mm-hmm. receiving that. 
none of the Aussie players think I'm going to go after Adrian Moore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they were too worried about Robbie. Like, I don't, I, Robbie no, woke up a week later. No, but I think <laughs> you know, you, usually one of them, it's like, hey, what do you do? You know, like, oh, it's on. It was just like, yeah. who did that? I think everyone, was, everyone was so stunned by it. Come on, guys, what move are we going to do off the penalty here? I don't, I don't think, I think, I, little... I think if that had been, let's say, Stuart Fielden, who was, I think, the, uh, his front row partner that day, it might have been an all-in mm. brawl and might have people been watching for miles, but no no one uh, no one quite fancied taking him on. So have they got all the charges right? It, and here's where you want the consistency with yeah, the, charges. the charges. Yeah. Well, they got the I mean, charges the issue right is Tommy looks bad, right? But Tommy's had two three two previous ones this year. That's why Tommy yeah. Burgess yeah. is facing so long out. Um so you know people look at that and they go, where's the consistency there? But people don't realise that there's priors involved and mm. there's form and all that sort of stuff. I actually I think, think, just on that, sorry, mm. Reed, just to, for more transparency for fans, I actually think on a Thursday the NRL need to release the list. And they'd, they'd have a list on their database. Yeah, they would, yeah. Who's got points? Going in the weekend, who's been charged with what? Just so you can immediately go, oh, what's he going to cop? So just yeah. to make it because it feels like we get to Monday all the time. It's like, oh, they've just plucked this number out yeah. of there. I, I think that would be good um, for the commentators of the game. Yeah. To have that information. So this person, you know, often first question you're asked is, oh, he'll face a lengthy yeah. stint, stint on the sideline. You go, oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Or it's a, oh, actually, this guy's got prior loading, so he can expect a lengthy one. Oh, no, mm-hmm. this is his first defense. So, so I, I think maybe. that would yeah. work and that would help shape how the public um, communicate and talk and, yeah. and interact with an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, so I think people lose sight of that a little bit when they talk about consistency as well. Um, you know, I, I, I actually thought of all of them, my impression was from, and I, I haven't watched the replays of them, that Mose was probably the worst. But a lot of people disagree with me on that. A lot of people think Mose was probably the the, the, well, the, the lightest. So Mose definitely had the um, worst impact. The, the, the yeah. most amount of impact, which I guess I, I'm... But I, don't know I, what... I, I chop and change sometimes, but you, you do have to factor like... You do. You, yeah. you do it, and it happens in, in any other court... Yeah. Um. Uh, across the land, like, yeah. You you might not be doing such a bad action, but if it if it comes yes. out with you know potential whatever the con it we based off the consequences, yes. right? And I think well, murder uh, manslaughter, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what about the strip? And the dragons. You <laughs> might disagree on this one. I didn't have a problem with the decision. I did. I think he played at it, but I still think the last touch is yeah. from. Um, was it little? I don't like the fact. So I think that's a knock on. I don't like the fact the defending team is given a leg up in a 50-50 call like that. But I don't think it was 50-50. Oh, he's gone to well, the ball. Gutho is that If you smart. look where Gutherson has ball. his hand, and it, it, for me, it's just, it, it's not even a question. He strips <laughs> that ball. No, I agree. He strips it. What I'm saying hmm. is the last touch is off. Ah, uh, right. Okay, so I see that, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'd need to look on. at that again then to see. Uh, but I yeah. trust you. Um, really? But, <laughs> but, but then, but it's a two-man tackle, so it's a penalty if he stripped it. No, it wasn't a two-man tackle, was it? I thought it was one. I of thought them. there was someone hanging on his back as well. Well, it's well trying to prevent a try though. Would that? Come yeah, into but it? how close? No, he wasn't. I, I get the, it when well, you're trying to ground it. The, the, he wasn't trying to ground it at that stage. So that's the rule. I thought it was was it one on one. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was one on one. Yeah, okay. If it's one on one, but still. Yeah, I understand a lot of pe- people do have a problem with it. Said it was a strip and it was, um, you, you know, it should have been play on. I, I actually thought, yes, I agree it was a strip, but mm. I still think it's a knock on. Right. Okay. Well, well th- that's fair. 
Th- that's fair. If you think that it came off, but I I, I couldn't hear um, from my he memory. Loose carry, I think. Uh, he did. From yeah. my memory, I, th- I think that the bunker was calling it. Yeah, a loose yeah. carry, which then resulted in a, a scrum, scrum for yeah. Parramatta. So yeah. m- maybe they got to the right outcome, but they didn't maybe. wear it correctly. Yeah. One of the things that's been brought to my attention as well with the sort of inconsistency and, and the bunker involvement, the Sebastian Chris try. So Jack White and down a short side, mm-hmm. I, I think most people would agree it was forward, but the ball hit the ground and then bounced into the Raiders player, I think, and then passed on to Sebastian Chris or Chris picked it up. But because if the ball is passed forward, but then hits the ground, is that not a knock on? Like I know we can't, I know we can't bring in um, going yeah. to the bunker on forward passes because we're asking the impossible. Yeah. And um, we've got to, we've, it's something that we just have to live with. Each team will have a, a shocker um, against them and a shocker mm. for them. But I think in that instance, Jack Whiten's gone into the line. The ball has come forward, but then the ball hit the ground. It's a hard one. Mm. That's the Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what you're saying. Could the, the bunker not intervene and go, and I'm on. not asking them to? Yeah. But would that not be deemed as a knock-on? Would have to be sent up as a knock-on, though. For yeah. But they review, every, they review every single scoring yeah. play, but and that was decided, a scoring play. But, but was it... I, that's one I haven't seen. Well, the, they, they, obviously they've decided the pass wasn't the, forward the, pass. the ruling needs nope. to change then. So if a pass hits, they could maybe tweak the ruling and say if a pass hits the ground, it can then be judged as a knock on. Well, I can I can remember I I can't remember who was playing, but there was a clear forward pass, and they've gone to the bunker and gone ah yeah we're going to pull that back because it was a bat on. So he's gone to one of the one of the players has gone to offload the ball. Yeah. And in, it's come out loose and it's come out forward, and then he sort of nudged it on, and they pulled that back for being what was quote unquote a bat on. I've never heard that phrase before, but they got the decision right. Yeah, but it was it what it wasn't deemed a forward pass because it wasn't a pass um, yeah. by definition. It was an offload and then a bat on style yeah, thing. Yeah. But be for, for me, Jack White, that that could have been put the Sebastian Chris try could have been pulled back for a knock on. What did yeah. you make of Jack Whiten's spray to the touchy? Oh, I thought it was silly, but I don't think I don't think you can draw a line between that and maybe what Reese Walsh did because he wasn't aggressive. Yeah. Jack, I mean, he was being sarcastic a little bit. Provo- He's having a go at provo- the integrity of the ref as yeah, opposed to but he swearing wasn't and being really, naughty. So which is worse? He wasn't basically. He wasn't. He was. He was having a go at his integrity, but in a you, no, you've, deci- you've, de- you've, de- you've decided it's a fun way. Yeah. You've decided it's sarcastic. <laughs> you know, I think the referee knew it wasn't was relatively harmless because he just said, "Go away." Dad. You know, so I didn't. <laughs> he did know, say he, he's going to go in the bin. If yeah, you, if you keep, he, yeah, if you stop him, the game was over anyway. Like but yeah. yeah, but I mean, I, I didn't. I don't know. He got charged. It was a minor charge. I don't have an issue with that. I don't. I don't have a great deal of problem. Just that the whole he pulled his head in after he was told to. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 re- he reacted to the warning, but yeah. I mean, it, he didn't swear it, it Very in. close. Yeah, he's, to, he's walking a fine line. Yeah. Here's a yarn for you from the weekend from Suburbia under 11s game. Yep, trainer for one team. This is on the Northern Beaches. Trainer for one team, just abusing the ref all first half. So the ref just took the whistle. Fifteen year old and went home at halftime. Said, "I don't need to deal yeah. with this anymore." And there was, one of the touchies then said, "Oh, instead of calling the game off, we." We carry on. So that's all the way down at grassroots level. Do you what feel... A com- what a complete and utter cretin that coach is. Yeah. What, what an absolute mm. cretin. Yeah. Oh, like the, a message to him, sort your life out. It's, what an absolute idiot. Like, I, you, like it, it's awful that. I, I can remember playing as a kid 
in, in a schoolboys game representing St. Helens schools. And one of the opposition's parents was carrying on to the ref. And the, the referee stopped play, said, um, if you speak again, then the, I'm going to ask you to leave. He carried on. He said, excuse me, you, mm. I'm gonna, like you as a parent, you have to go. I'm mm. not going to continue on. If you don't go, the game's going to be cancelled. And this parent wouldn't leave. So the ref just went, we're done. It's like, who yeah. who are you that you think like your mouthiness? And it got, is, got oh, yeah, the game. game game was done. It was about we had about thirty minutes to go. Like, what are you what are you doing? Like, How did you what? react to that? It was just like a state of shock. Like yeah. I think we were only eleven at the time. Yeah. But what parents out there, what guardian out there thinks that their mouth well, is so important? You just tell an you this idiot. Plenty. Like it really yeah. irks me this. It, I, I I honestly like across I, all sports. Like, it, it, it drives me yeah. insane. Like, and I, I, I've had my issues with match officials before, yeah. but part of me would just love to go down to local sports ground with a baseball bat and anyone that opened <laughs> well, their mouth just like, you know, just eye like, what are, you, what are you doing? <laughs> like, shut up. I've got abused by some 15-year-old kid. I coached my son's team. Yeah, yeah. And um, this kid cleaned up one of our blokes and some of the parents went, ah, referee foul. And the kids just dropped the F-bomb at him. He's 15 years oh. old. And I went, hey, mate, just calm down. And he's ripped into me. Ripped into Started you. F-bombing me. Yeah, well, that's... This the... is the kid turning on me, Jim. So I'll bring this up goes both ways. in reference to <laughs> reference to all these things that we've talked about at the top of the show with officialdom and consistency and you know Jack at the with the the, the touch up. Do you think the top level of the game has got it right in terms of the way that its players and coaches treat the officials and the media report on officials matters, or do you think we can do a bit better here with the clarity of language? I know it's emotional. I know there's people's livelihoods at stake, especially at the top end of the game with points and jobs and all of those things. You think they've got it right? I think that the overwhelming majority of the time, every single player treats every match official with the utmost respect. Like the utmost respect, mm. the way they address them. Mm. Are they going to get it right perfectly all the time when you consider what's on the line and what's at stake? Absolutely not. And look, we've said we we, we look for consistency. We're not going to always get things right. Um, we view the same incident through the same set of eyes with the same information differently. And w- mm. obviously, we have our biases. We're, we're human beings, but you know, this is top level sport. Mm. Like, I th- yeah, I think, I think generally we, we do. And and also, our governing body punishes players that don't. Yeah, I, I think they've they've been consistent. That we can argue about whether they're consistent about high tackles, but I think they're pretty consistent with abuse of match officials. Mm. Um, you, you know, Jack. As I said, I don't think Jack was on the same scale as maybe the Reese Walsh one, right? But Reese copped a, a heavier sanction. I think they handled both those situations in the right way. So, you know, I think um, in that respect, they're, they're doing pretty good in terms of the media you're saying, whether we, how we yeah, speak. Yeah, everyone involved. Officials. Yeah, everyone. Oh, it's hard because, um, you know, I sp- well... Maybe we could go easier on match officials at times. Or I don't, you know, maybe not easier, media. but fine. To, for me, it, it it's not really the the match officials. It's it's more about the, the bunker. For, yeah, for, for well, me, they're part because, of the match yeah, they, they are part of the match. Like, it's look, more about consistency. But, 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 but again, though, no, like to, to the point, like can we go easier on them? Like it is. It, they are talking points. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, definitely. They, they are. And again, this is top level sport, and mm. we are gonna be d- divided in our opinions. That's just. The, the nature of it, but mm. I think for people to use that as an excuse as to why this happens at grassroots sporting arenas is just pathetic. Mm. I wouldn't say an excuse, I'd say cause and effect, because I know for a fact if 
if you if you look at the officials at the top of the game, whatever sport it is, and you go, they're not good enough, why aren't they like this? I guarantee you it's because way down at the bottom, the youngsters applying their trade, learning how to be an official, they're going, you know what, half of them, by the time I'm 18, I'd go rather, rather go flip burgers and get money that way, unless I know I'm not going to be abused by some stranger on the weekend. So uh, from what's coming from the bottom up, you know, that's actually, the you know, I'm just thinking, I, I might start refereeing kids' games. Jeez. Yeah. And just stop no, fighting, no, just like fighting with parents. <laughs> I guarantee I you, James like, Graham, that'd be brilliant. It'd that. be a pretty you know quiet sideline yeah, if that, you walked you know, up they, with a whistle. They, sh- they should get like, like big buffy football yeah, to referee, or yeah. like pay pay bikies like <laughs> like ridiculous no- <laughs> amounts of money to to referee game. Or maybe well, not, get... maybe not bikies. Ex professional, but there's a pathway. Yeah. Here is yeah. is a grand to go and referee these couple of kids' games and just shut everyone up. Yeah. I, I think it's a general rule. Our referee, our officials are pretty good at yeah. the top level. They do a really good yeah. job. Mm. They're under immense pressure. Um, they get paid pretty well. They get a few things wrong, but um, so does every player I, on the and field. But when the they get it wrong, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's under mean, a microscope because it's, as Jimmy said, it's high level sport. Mm. There's a lot at stake. A, a and lot it's of fans in a, are passionate about it. And it's care. always in an integral manner. Yeah. Like, mm. I, don't, I can't recall anyone in the media ever questioning the referee's integrity yeah. or a match official's integrity. We may say, look, we think we've got that wrong, mm. or we're looking Just for, consi- we're looking question, for consistency. <laughs> like, and it, hey, it's okay to get things wrong. Yeah. 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 Like, do it daily. Everybody gets uh, <laughs> things wrong yeah. in their life. Like yeah. no one's immune from criticism. Nobody is. Absolutely. Hey guys, back to the footy, or actually not back to the footy, to the footy for the first time this episode. <laughs> the actual footy. I mean, should we just lock it in and just play a, like a, a secondary repercharge comp in September and just put Penrith and Brisbane, maybe make it a three-game grand final series. Just put those two in the grand final right now, and the rest, or. Am I getting ahead of myself here? Because what the Broncos came up with up in North Queensland without Adam Reynolds was pretty darn good, and Penrith are just doing what Penrith have done. Yeah, look, I I, I get your point, and um, those two teams are by far and away um, leading leading the the the, the league um, in terms of quality of what we've seen. You could argue that Penrith are even way further ahead of the Broncos based on what they've managed to achieve. But I think, you know, if history shows us uh, a lot of things, there's always teams that have a late run. Mm-hmm. There's still, uh, what, a good four weeks to go and and form can change in a in an instant. There's a number of teams there that you just think, oh, they could go on a run. And then also, you, you know, someone might do your dirty work for you. Mm-hmm. So someone might go and beat Penrith Panthers in a knockout competition. They have a, a bizarre off day mm. and then okay well we're on we fancy our yeah, chances yeah. and you know there's a number of teams that it, I, I'm just sat here waiting for them to go alright now's the time we're going to click and we're, mm. we're going to go and we're going to have two months of unbelievable football oh. we thought it was going to be South at one stage after well, 11 still, games I still, still wouldn't do. put a line through South not with Luttrell and, you can't no I wouldn't put a line through South at all I think they're a team that could finish out to the top four and you know strike Strike gold and, well, they're, and they're going to Demetrio's on about Plan W with his team in terms of psychological yeah, well, they've, they've got a buy, they've got a buy well, uh, still to come yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the penultimate round of um, fixtures, I believe. So that's going to help them in terms of that rule or the, the the school of thought around you can't win the competition from outside the top four because that basically comes around that comes to um, you know you you earn that week off most mm. of the time or you're playing for that week off and. Um, I, I just think that South's having that week off will we'll have them fresh. Uh, that they need it after their hectic 
travel schedule. Losing and, Tom hurts them, though. Losing Tom Burgess for a few weeks hurts them because they're short already because Tatola's out. Yeah. So they are short up front. I, look, I wouldn't put a line through Melbourne either. They've got a guy named Ryan Pappenhausen who came back at the weekend and could be coming good come finals time. And the Warriors might finish second, have two home finals, and then, you know, be straight into a grand final. So I, you know, it only takes one injury too. You know, Penrith yeah. lose one or yeah. two players. The Broncos lose Reese yeah. Walsh the, or this, Adam this Mills. Still, they're, they're yeah, there's still teams. twists and turns to yes. come in this season. I, I, look, I've done a ladder predictor. On, I think I did one on Thursday. And it, you it's know, you, it, and it's changed. Yeah. Well, it basically, <laughs> I, I, got, I got it right up until Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And it was like, oh, <laughs> Well, that, that's that's out the window for my top eight predictor because yeah. you know it, it, who who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so Penrith, like they're the standouts for mine anyway, and Brisbane yeah. are, are not far behind. But Brisbane is still the team that hasn't got to September and this current group and and done it yet. So that's another factor as well. But Penrith, they do have like to win a comp, you've got to win at least two sudden death games, being. You know, the prelim final, assuming Penrith get through that first week of the finals, maybe three, and then the grand final. But they haven't been off very often in those no. those big, big games. Melbourne had a few out. Well, they had a few out as well, but Melbourne had no Jerome Hughes. He's a pretty significant player yeah. for them. No, yeah. Xavier Coates. Ryan Pappenhausen far off for the year, I believe. The year, that's okay. what um, Coach Bellin was saying at, yeah, okay, at, in his press blow. conference. Like, massive blow. Uh, Paps looked pretty yeah. good. I, I saw a... Someone sent me a video of all these touches on Saturday for Moving Sunshine good. Coast. He looked pretty good for yeah. a guy who's been out for 384 days or something. And imagine him coming back in the finals, just sort of hitting so peak did form. His and kneecap disintegrate or have something. You, have just, you not seen the x-ray? I haven't seen it's the x-ray. unbelievable. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. So Shattered. kneecap into a what? How many pieces was it? It was like 11 pieces or something. 11 pieces. Yeah, it was ridiculous. How the hell is the guy still walking? Well, properly? that's a very good question. It was sprinting on the weekend. So did he have a knee replacement or something? No, or? no, that's a... Glue it all back together, I think, with wire and all sorts of things. My goodness. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. Let's see if we can find you the photo. Yeah, cr- cr- credit to him for embarking on this journey, coming back. It'd Imagine be, that um, mental fatigue oh, that he's be, gone through. Yeah, That's I huge. think I, I read an interview with his father and um, they spoke about the the, posit- the positive um, attitude. That, I think the, that was the, my the, story, Jim. Was Thanks, it? Mate. Yeah. You, hang on. You, with you, Neil Pappenhausen. You, you think it was your story. I'd like you to come in and go. Someone else may have his dad. I don't know, but it, yeah, I've, well, I've been well, your man, Like his, it was in the Telegraph. <laughs> yeah, that was me. It was my oh, story. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks. Well, maybe you should take Thanks it from here support. then. Thanks for well, noticing, Jim. Well, <laughs> mate, I don't look at the. I, you know what? I, ne- I always do that with books as well. Never look at the author. You know when people go like, "Oh, I've read, I've read this really good book." Yeah. Who, who, who by? I was like, yeah. Know. Credit to the poor <laughs> bastard who did the words. Yeah, I know. Just look at the title. Yeah, yeah, things really you know. His dad for his family flew yeah. up on the weekend to watch the game. It, it, like listening to him, that you know, reading yeah. what he said about that, that just that positive application, yeah. the gratefulness for what he's already managed to achieve in the game. It was a really interesting read. Uh, mm. Obviously, you know, whoever wrote that column was just <laughs> pretty easy column to write. Did a great job. school to write. You know, basically, you've just got to get the interesting parts out. I might have over embellished eleven parts, but it's in a few parts. Well, it's not in one part. No. Yeesh. Yeah, it's not pretty. That looks um, like... Uh... Yeah, a whole lot of his teammates went up there at the weekend as well. Harry up Grant, Cam Munster was up there, Christian Welch. Um, shows how much he, he, he means to that footy club. And I know talk, talking to the Storm afterwards, they said, um, you know, the, the crowd was more than they normally get. They all raced on the field yeah. after didn't full they, time. Didn't they crash the Queensland Rugby League website? Yeah, they crashed the like... website. Yeah, too, many, too much traffic at once. Like his stream. teammates had to go in there and help get him off the field because there was that many people surrounding yeah. him. So Good it was stuff. just a great moment for Pat Ryan. He's been through, you yeah. know, 
as you said, Adam, mentally it would have been a real challenge for him, but he's a really mm. strong guy and he got into, as Jimmy said, got into reading books about positive mindset. Doesn't know the authors. But... <laughs> and, yeah, doesn't know the authors, but, um, you know, great to see him back. And, you know, you know, if he can get anywhere near what he can be yeah. over the next four weeks and they can bring him back, even if they just start him off the bench heading into the finals, you imagine Ryan Pappenhausen coming into the game after 30 minutes with oh, that yeah. speed and that. Um, you said brilliant. Whenever I think of Ryan Pappenhausen, I just think that moment in that grand final, the COVID one here in Sydney, mm. where he just rinsed his opposition number on the outside off the scrum. Yeah. Like, it's pretty, not many can do that. No. So hopefully he can get no, back to near play, that. He can play a bit. Exactly. Uh, I've been waiting for this all episode since he mentioned it at the top of Monday Scrum. WTF moment of the week. Now. The WTF moment. Way we go, James. Yeah, look, this is I've set the bar high and you know, I've I've sort of I think I've boxed myself into a corner here. It's not as exciting as uh it's probably now I'm about to read it out as what I thought it was no, gonna be. But, but it's it get... a life problem. I'm excited. Well, I think we oh, can no, all... oh no, it's this isn't a life problem, this is um a sporting issue. Oh, okay. Um, what do you got? So uh in a fencing match. I think that's the correct way of um Fencing. Fencing, yes. Uh there was a a Russian uh fencer against a Ukrainian fencer. Ooh, okay. Um, Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Straight away. So at the end of their bout, yeah. uh the Ukrainian refused to shake the hand of the Russian. So he stabbed him? Disqualified. Wow. It's part of the rules of fencing rules. that you must shake hands at the end of the bout. Did he win? He must have won. I don't he? know. I think oh. it might have been a woman. Oh, wow. She won. Yeah. We've seen it in tennis. The, the yeah. Ukraine is not shaking hands with yeah, the Russian yeah, but, and Belarusians. But, 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 but in fencing, it's part of the rules. It's part of the rules. Yeah. And I've re- yeah so um, the Ukrainian was disqualified. And, mm. But since then, the I guess the governing body of fencing have uh, adjusted that. Have you ever, here's, here's where I like taking a trip down memory lane when I hear stories like this, give us one player that you refuse to shake hands with after a game. Sam Burgess once. Yeah? Really? Yeah. What happened? Oh, God. Grand final. Grand no, final. no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I think it was 216, I want to say. Uh, we played South in the final. Uh, Bull- I was playing for the Bulldogs. Hmm. Yeah, it would have been 216. We played South Sydney in the last game of the season. South couldn't play finals. And Salsa were just carrying on the whole game. Um, <laughs> and then at the end of the game, Salsa scored. They've won, so we're pretty disappointed. But it's like, oh, so what? We're playing finals next week. You guys aren't. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, after they, they, they hit the conversion, they just had like this little huddle. Like, yeah. like a little, like, you know, like it, it, arms together. And I was like, are we shaking out? I was like, I'm not waiting for you guys. <laughs> like, no, no, we're done. Like, see you later. We're, we're going. Like, Did you take the team with you? I was you? like, let's let's go. And then oh, Sam come up. He was like, Matt, no. Like, I'm not, we're not waiting. Like, and he was like, oh, Charlie, you being. I was like, ah. And obviously, yeah, the emotion of losing and all that. But yeah, I I, I can't remember. We, we all like, he was just laughing. He, he he knows what it's like when my head's gone. And he just laughed. At, he just laughed at me. and was like, oh. And then I think I texted him. Like, I was like, sorry, mate. Brent? I'm going to go with the golf of the weekend. Did you see what Bryson DeChambeau did in the live event? 58? 58. He shot 58. Just see his putt at the last. To, he had a, he had two putts, two putts to break 60, uh, and he had a monster putt. He drained it for 58. It. 58, that's unbelievable. 58. And he said afterwards that what he did as a kid yeah. um, 
to to train himself to shoot low scores was mm. he would tee up close to the hole so it taught him to shoot low, go low. Mm. So when he got in that frame of mind of, you know, going low, he was, he went back to his childhood and speaking, shooting low scores. Speaking of going low, I'm all for one of the law and I've had issues with my driving. Oh, here we go. You want some ther- driving therapy? I've been done for speeding for doing 47 k's an hour, non-school zone. Is that the lowest you can go for get caught speeding? In a, f- what's that? What was the It was zone? 40, it was Oxford Street. Because I got diverted from the tunnel because the tunnel was closed one night down Oxford Street here in Sydney. Mm. I thought it was 50. It's 40. I've got done speeding, doing 40. Se- you can almost run quicker. They give you, it's 10% latitude, isn't it? They give no, you? not so anymore. You go 44. Not anymore. But you went 40. No, you went 47. Oh, they give you 10%. I'm told they give you 10%. Yeah, yeah 10%. What's 10% 40? Four. Yeah, so he's over. So he's over, I, this, yeah. this is what I think about that. <laughs> this is what I think about that. Oh. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I opened it up and I went, right, well, I'll cop it. If 47. I'm speeding, I'm speeding. But Points not, or monetary? One one point and a hundred bucks or something like that. But Dropping the ocean feet. It's got gigs everywhere. <laughs> I know, especially today. But I'm thinking, can you... What's the lowest you can go to 47. get done speeding? That's I probably wonder. down there. I think the front of Manly is 30 k's, isn't it? You'd know. Is it? Manly way, isn't no, it? 30 k's on the beach front down there? That's too far south for me. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be like 35 you'd get done down there. Yeah, you could. Yeah, there's no one ever there, though. That. Never seen police there at all. Anyway. Anyway. Not, not with that. Well, that's how you get done. Now they'll be there now. Yeah. yeah shall we? Hey, uh, what do we think of Wayne Bennett's presser? Funny or not? No, it's not funny at all. He's done it before. You remember that famous one he did when he, I'm pretty sure he was back at the Broncos. Mm. He actually came out, from memory, he came out and apologized afterwards. It was worse. Every answer was one word. <laughs> a nup or a yep. And he didn't realize he was on television. The, whole, the press conference got televised. Was this on Everyone television? Everyone saw it. It wasn't because it was the first Fox of a double header. televising though, don't they? No, but it was they the first of a double would have recorded for sure. Yeah. But it was this, recorded, but was, not live yeah, yeah. on Fox I'm pretty League. sure the one from years ago was live. <laughs> and um, he was, I think he was actually horrified. I think it was a one-man show, though. In the ju- it in was, the... the poor bloke. And Wayne's very, in- like, you, you know, Wayne's very intimidating. When he's in that mood yeah. and uh, and he's giving you nothing, you've got two choices. You can either just shut your mouth and let him walk away or you can sort of keep going at him and hope, hope it prods him into who, doing something. Who was the journal? I can't remember. Oh, he's a local guy. Local guy in yeah, Perth. Yeah, local guy over there, yeah. Jeez. He, he, at least, he, he well. kept going at him, good on him. But it's, I hate it when Wayne does that. It's, it's not nice. Mm. It's not nice to be the end of it either. Yeah, you're just doing your job. You, you no got, sympathy you for got no sympathy at all. That's part of the challenge, isn't it? <laughs> Trying to, you know, if everyone is. was just, uh, it is. Any, uh, you know, giving you nuggets of gold. Yeah, no, it is a test. I think, I think with Reedy, though, the, the reason people are like that with you is that old saying, uh, don't cast pearls to swine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wayne's not my biggest fan these days. <laughs> Actually, sometimes it helps if Wayne. Sometimes it helps if Wayne does one of your biggest fan because he, you can get under his skin a bit easier and he gets the shits. <laughs> That's why I was so difficult yeah. with you. I thought, yeah. no, yeah, he's, nice. not he's, not, he's not going to. He's not going to understand this. Uh, <laughs> That's no, why pearls you, to swines. Did, Is that what you said? Yeah. No, don't cut. It's a. Yeah. It's a fan. It, mate, 
you you look Can it you explain up. Explain to me later. Is that an Oscar Wilde one? Swine's a pig, yeah. isn't it? You, you, yes. You, you look you look it up. What's it? Well, you do a pearl. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> exactly. Why would you waste <laughs> one on a pig? Oh, why would you waste? Yeah. And this this is why I read the pearl. I'm overthinking it. Yeah. This is why I really I don't look at who. Who writes the articles? And when I'm looking at the newspaper, yeah, yeah. because you know I prejudge you. So if I'd have seen <laughs> wrote by you, I'd have gone, "Oh, I'm not gonna oh, bother yeah, reading that." Is it polish because you know, <laughs> oh, what's this? Oh, actually, that's a really interesting article. See, you know, I'm gonna try and find another Wayne Bennett press Matt, conference. It was unbelievable. Uh, okay. why, why don't you? Why you look up the phrase? Don't cast pearls to swine. Okay, well, I've never that. heard that phrase, Jimmy. Before all it that, it doesn't though, surprise me. Before all that. <laughs> Um, well, it's pain, the pain heart story. It's just been simmering along and mm. simmering along, and I reckon there's going to be a bit going on in the next 24 hours on pain heart. Um, Kevy obviously came out of the weekend and said he's confident they're going to a deal done the next three weeks. Um, there's an, he's got an offer in front of him at the moment, pain heart from the Broncos. It's a, as I understand it, three year extension to his current deal. He's got a year to go. He's on 850 next year, 848 to be. So precise. he's locked in Bronx next he's year. He's locked in next year, 848 yeah. next year. Um, it, the, the offer involves an upgrade next year, which takes into a million dollars, and then it gradually goes up after that for the next three years. So I think it goes 105 and then keeps going up. So it's about a three-year, three-and-a-half million-dollar extension. I'm not sure it'll be enough. Um, I think we're expecting a statement from Payne House's management at some point later today or tonight. Um, and my gut feel is why would you release a statement if you, you were going to take the deal up? You would only release it if you were saying... Do they want it done before the finals? Well, Brisbane obviously. do, but you know, obviously his management came out pretty clearly only a few weeks ago uh, and said we're going to November 1. So, you know, Kevy's obviously come out and said, we think we're going to done the next three weeks. We'll wait and see what his management have got to say about that mm. tonight. But my feeling is, why would you say something unless it was to say, no, that's not right, we're yeah. going to go. Yeah, it's all we're what gonna... it looks to suggest, doesn't yeah. it? And I, I really hope that this... Um, Unset, this doesn't unsettle the uh, the Brisbane Broncos. Mm. Well, I don't, I don't, the one bloke I don't think it unsettles is Payne. I, no. don't, I don't think it worries him at all. I think we can see why the way he plays it, mm. it doesn't worry him. Um, you know, he's had this offer, this three three year offer in extension in front of him. It's been there a while. I think. I think it was ratified in May by the club, so it's been in front of him for a while. And as yet, he hasn't taken it up. So you'd imagine um, they've probably tinkered with it since then, since the original deal. But um, you'd imagine, given the fact he hasn't taken it up yet. He's probably not going to take it up, and that would indicate that yeah, he's probably going to go to market. And I'm not sure, you know, where that leaves the Broncos. If Kevy's that confident now that it's going to happen, and ultimately it doesn't happen, um, that suggests to me he's pretty serious about going. So mm. uh, I'd be really worried if I'm the Broncos. If his management come out in the next 24 hours and say we're not taking the deal, we're going to November one, I'd be if I'm a Bronco, I'd be really really concerned about the path it's heading down. Fair enough too, because there's not many of. Uh him around. No. And well, Gus, loose Flagler too. Yes. Yeah. And, Phil, and Phil Gould was pretty public the other day about, you know, with his thoughts on Payne Haas, the impact he can have on a footy club. And, you know, obviously Mel, he's been linked with um, Melbourne, although I think Melbourne would prefer Tino, but if they could get him, if possible. Mm. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, I'd, I'd be a bit concerned if I was the Broncos right now. Fair enough. What else in the mailbag, really? Well, we spoke about, I just mentioned Tino and, and then the other guys, Dave Fafita. Um, Talks ongoing between the Titans and Dave Fafita. I think Dave will stay. I think he'll end up signing a, a, a longer-term deal there with probably a little upgrade as well. But I know there's been some talks in the last week 
uh, with Dave Fafita and with Tino from the from the Titans end. Um, and I, I th- look, having spoken to people close to Dave, you know, the Dave one's been pretty quiet. Everyone's been talking about Tino. No one's been talking about Dave. And I think that's because, you know, I don't th- think Dave's got any appetite to leave. Um, and I think they'll get a deal worked out and Dave will stay. And, and mm. Tino, I think he'll stay as well, but I don't think it's as clear cut. Okay. And Sammy Burgess, we spoke about Sammy before. Mm. I think we'll have potentially later today a decision on Sammy Burgess and Warrington. Wow. And I expect him to go. I think it's a three-year deal over there with Warrington. Did they think they had Holbrook in the bag? I don't know if they thought they had Holbrook in the bag. I think they were reasonably confident. I don't Mm. know if they ever thought it was done and dusted, but I think they were reasonably confident. But Sam was the next in line for them. Um, It's it's progressed pretty significantly, I think, and to the point where I think believe Warrington are preparing to make an announcement later today if they can finalise a deal with Sam, that Sam will be their coach. So it's a big call by Sammy. James, he's only been, what well, he's coached Arara Valley Axemen. He's been an assistant, a junior, like the, the junior, junior, I don't want to say junior, but, mm. you know, he's probably the third assistant at South this year. And then to go over to Warrington and take charge of your own footy team. He's a very Look, ambitious guy, he right? He is very driven. Yes. And I've spoken to him and, like, he loves coaching. Yeah. He absolutely loves it. That's why he went, um, you know, was it group seven that he yeah, went to? Like, that, yeah. that's why he took that step Cost, because he just, yeah. he yeah. loved it. Yeah. He loves the idea of coaching. And Russell was paying him 250 grand. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and obviously I think he, he, he's, he's a 50 bucks a week. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's assessing the situation now and going, well, what's my next step to become an NRL coach? Mm. He's proved that he's willing to travel to go and do that. And I think that then one of the routes to an NRL coaching uh, head, posi- uh, head coaching position in the NRL is via the Super League in England. Warrington of underachieved they're a, club, yeah, they're a huge club yeah. they've underachieved now for for a number of years Where they can't near, near manchester is it uh Warrington? yes yep. yes um cheshire Warren, uh cheshire oh, manchester nice way where all the big houses are uh there's part of it that are nice <laughs> <laughs> um look what i i big rival between st Helens and warrington so yep. um but look for, for warrington um they've underachieved they've come close but no cigar in terms mm. of winning the super league so is he the man to get that job done? They would go nuts for him being there at the minute. He's still got a, I think, a, a, a decent relationship from his playing days with guys like George Williams, the ex-NRL um, half for the Canberra Raiders there. Mm-hmm. So he's got a quality roster. I think Paul Vaughan, Matt Dufty are there as well. So Sam, like he's only 35, 36 mm-hmm. maybe. So very um, young in terms of mm-hmm. the, the the coaching um arena but um good luck to him over there i think it's a fantastic um it's going to be fantastic for super league as well because he's a superstar yeah. he really is yeah. and he's such a big name he's a big name in that country as well from what he did not just in league but most noticeably with the with, with rugby union so mm. he's it, it's much needed in terms of publicity um, should he go over there and, and good luck to him sammy played with bradford what, what's the relationship like bradford and warrington are they ah uh, Bra- well bradford Basically, they're in the lower leagues now. Yeah, they yeah. they crumbled. Do the Warrington uh, fans will embrace him, though? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, Warrington are desperate for success. They've won a couple of Challenge Cups along the way, but yeah. never ne- never managed to, to win that Super League title. And uh, St. Helens fans often sing, it's always your year. <laughs> They've got a real, quite an affluent owner, haven't they? He's involved in the music industry or something. Yes. 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 Or, it's funny, you, you know, anytime you see a... 
uh, one of the the big A listers um, yeah. headlining. Uh, you know the, these big stadium arenas. You often see a couple of Warrington Wolves players in, in front row <laughs> mingling with uh, with other A-listers. It's quite comical. Super Benny Westwood would often be. Yeah, uh, you know, and I think they have to get told. Um, look, just relax on the pitches because you know yeah. they can get a bit stuck. Behave yourself. So. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to the darts this week? No, I'm not. I'm passing up this week hey. on the darts. Now I've got a couple of other trips on. So down Fair to enough. Melbourne on Sunday for the for the footy and. Uh, no, no darts. No darts. Anyway, there's footy on the way. There's footy to talk about through the week. Brent Reid, thank Matilda's you for that. Matilda's tonight. Good luck. Matilda's tonight, yeah. <sighs> Watch out for the Lionesses. What, semi-final? We're on course. Quarter? Uh, yeah, semi-final. The semifinal. Sorry, we play France probably in the quarter if we get uh, through tonight. Well, yeah, so actually England don't need to worry. No, you're going <laughs> to lose to Nigeria tonight. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, James. Thank you, Brent. Pleasure Cheers. as always. That's the Monday Scrum. Have a good week, everyone. Triple M Footy lives on Listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Rain Hot Water.